Hi, hello, welcome. This is Liv, and you're listening to Liv's Love Pool, the podcast. Okay, so today I have an awesome new format for you. This is possibly the format that I'm the most excited about. It's called On the Market. Guys, I have been absolutely antsy to roll this puppy out, so I just need you all to like sit back and buckle up because this one's gonna be really good. So in this bachelor style episode, I am going to interview one extremely eligible individual and then conclude the episode by asking you, dear listener, if you have an interest in having a phone call date with our featured sex pot if you will. So if you're listening to this episode and you're listening along and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this person sounds cool and funny and sexy and oh my God, we have everything in common. What? Well, guess what? You can now enter the love pool to match with that person specifically and I will then grant you access to those golden digits. So anyways, if you like what you hear, you can enter the love pool via the link in my bio or on my website and in the referral box, you write here for and that person's name. So in this particular instance, you would write here for Nina. <gasps> yes, that's right. Our first on the market is Nina. Nina is a 25 year old living in NYC, but quarantined in Boston. She's writing a poetry book. She got an award at work for her funny emails and she failed 10th grade PE. I don't know, sounds like a catch. Okay, so I also feel that I should interject here to say that Nina and I used to be friends in 2006, okay? 2006, and let me tell you, Nina, was a cool girl. She was a cool girl. Me, I was not a cool girl, okay? I was not a cool girl at all. I was the size of a kernel of corn. I had these red sequined sparkly glasses that I thought were super neat. They were not. I went to bed at like 7 p.m. every single night and I would, I would close my eyes during the kissing scenes in movies and my favorite thing in the world to do was play on the tire swing. So Nina and I, we, we were living in different worlds back in 06. I frankly, I can't believe that she's talking to me now. And you know what? Some of her friends probably can't believe it either. You know who you are. Anyways, without further ado, let's meet Nina. Nina, I don't know anything about your love life since Let's see if I can remember who you were dating in high school. Um, Brendan? Was his name Brendan? Yes, Brendan. Um, well, I, I hate to say this, but I think after that guy, I think I completely lose the thread of your, of your um, history of boys. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I, can, I can give you a quick, uh, a quick yeah, give me, get me up to speed. Get me up to speed. Yeah, so Brendan dated him until senior year when he went to college he was a year older and then we were still kind of dating like a little bit we were still kind of together pretty much until I went to college and then I guess freshman spring into sophomore fall I met my college boyfriend dated him for I guess three almost three years a little bit more than three years and then we were still 
sort of together off and on until I moved to New York. So that was in total, it was like about five years from when I met him. And Holy smokes. Called it quits. And that was, I guess, a year and a half ago. Like just, it was just around the time that I moved to New York. So end to end, I mean, we were together for most of it, but there was some, some off and on during that as well. And um, then we were kind of just hooking up, but not dating and anyway, the whole thing. But that was, yeah, about five years. And since then, I've just been, you know, doing the New York thing, I guess. It's been kind of like casually dating a little bit, not dating so much. I think I kind of go through waves where I'm like, I'm going to start dating. And then like a week later, I'm like, never mind. I changed my mind. Um, So, yeah, it kind of takes you uh, up to where I am now. Now I'm quarantined in my peak, the hottest years of my life. I'm stuck inside. So that's great. I feel really good about that. I've had two very long or I guess relatively long in high school. I dated Brendan for like three years. So pretty. That is long in high school. That's insane. It was long. Yeah, it was long. We started dating February of my freshman year, pretty much through when I went to college. Again, like we broke up when he we went to college, but we were still like kind of together. But right. yeah, I mean, I basically had two like long, serious relationships and then just like very casual stuff in between. I was talking to somebody on the phone about this the other day, and we were discussing the first date phenomenon. First dates, as I'm sure you are familiar, can either be incredible or pretty much just fine. And, you know, what I always say when people are going on dates, I'm like, hey, I hope that either, like, he's the best ever and it becomes one of those incredible first date stories, or I hope that it's, like, really terrible and you have an incredible story to tell no matter what afterwards. But you kind of don't want it to be, like just like meh like that was okay I guess like I either want it to be great or terrible so that it's a fun story regardless and I was talking to somebody about this who who has not really ever been on any first dates on account of the fact that they have been in really long relationships as well and I have just been on just just so many first dates and I'm interested in how you feel dating in New York City given that you have mostly had long and successful relationships what is your perspective on on first dates do you like them do you hate them have you had very many of them um I haven't had a ton in New York and let me I'm trying to think about it most of the people that I have gone on dates with in New York, now that I'm thinking about it, have been people that I already knew outside of New York. Um, Interesting. Interesting. So not a lot of brand new people. Um, I'm just like literally thinking through who I have gone out with in New York. And it's all been, for the most part, I went on one hinge date and that was like fine. It was, he was great. We dated casually saw each other whatever for like maybe a month month and a half mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. we just it just like kind of fizzled out which was fine no ill will he was great um but that was it like I'm not really on dating apps I pretty much only go for friends of friends or like people I've already known I guess there mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. one or two guys that I met who were new to me in the city but again they were either people one was one of my friend's brothers and then the other one was a guy who was a kind of like a family friend. It was my dad's friend from high school's son. So for the most part, like no first dates where it's really been like I'm meeting this person for the first time, except for interesting date, really. But I'm I'm not a huge fan of first dates. I think I'm 
I get too like nervous. I feel like my relationship, both with Brennan and with my college boyfriend, we were friends first and then it kind of developed mm-hmm. more naturally into a relationship. And also I think in college and in high school, like you're not really going on dates. Like we were like studying together. We weren't leaving campus to sure, do anything. Sure, sure. There was no like dates. We were just like hanging out and then we were hooking up and then we were dating. Um, so I think like, I think that is crucial for me as a person. I feel like I, I can't, I've never seen potential in a relationship where I wasn't friends with somebody first. So maybe that's why I totally. feel like first dates aren't really my thing because I already kind of assume that they're just like not going to pan out into anything, which is probably bad. I think I'm likely shooting myself in the foot on that one. But I think dating apps also like, I'm just, I can't tell. I'm not a good judge of who I'm going to like, like just for totally. dating apps. So I feel like I'm bad at that. And I don't think I'm very charming on dating apps. I think I'm way funnier in real life. I don't feel like I'm very charming on apps. I don't know. That's my take. Yeah, the apps, I think the apps are, uh, they're really difficult. And like you're saying, I always prefer, I mean, the dream is to get some, get to know somebody in the real world so that then when you, when you transition from that into dating, A, you have those really incredible, like, anticipatory butterflies where you're like, is this going to be something? Like, is this going to happen? Does he, like, do I maybe have a crush on this guy? And that's, that's honestly, like, the most exciting thing. Yeah, that's I I sort of feel like I'm still... Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, with my college boyfriend and even with Brennan, like, it was sort of, like, we were, I wasn't sure, and we were friends, and with my college boyfriend, like, it was kind of complicated because he was, like, not sure if he was going to transfer, so there was, like, a, sort of a whole thing to it, and so then when we did finally date and said we were dating, like, there wasn't really a gray area. There was never, like, a, mm-hmm. are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this once we had decided to do it, you know? Um and I liked that. Like, I liked that I had had this person who was sort of my best friend and there was still a little bit of drama and all of that. But by the time we sort of sat down and said, like, OK, we're, we're going to do this, we were both very much all in. And it sounds like you like your guys, you know, vetted in a sense, like friends of friends or people that you've gotten to know. You have a hard time getting to know someone sort of apropos of nothing. Yeah, definitely. That is 100 percent true. I think just because I'm more comfortable I'm comfortable in like a group setting. Like I would always rather meet somebody for the first time or like get to know somebody with other people around. Like I'm just more confident in that. I think because my friends are, you know, my biggest tight men. So I like having them around. It's it's sort of um, exposing to just do it on your own. Yeah. And, you know, you want to get into your into your vibe and, like, be your best self. And I think I'm similar in that way. I think that I am my best self when I'm around, like, my friends and people I already know. So it's better if you get to know me in that setting than me having to get there on my own. <laughs> like, ah, yeah, I don't know if I can. Exactly how I feel. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's easier with the homies. It's easier with the homies. Well, tell me, outside of wanting to get to know someone as friends, just, like, rattle off what you would say are qualities you're looking for. They could be physical traits, or they could be personality, or both, without thinking, like, what are they? Yeah, I think um, a big one for me, I'm very politically active, so I think somebody who has a similar um, moral compass, political compass, Mm -hmm. is, I think, something that's important to me, Um, definitely, like, on the dating apps and stuff when guys are like, Oh, I want somebody who doesn't talk politics on a first date. I'm kind of like, yeah, it's not going to be, that's not me. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big one. I like, I think I like guys that are sort of, you know, don't take themselves 
too seriously. I'm like, big, I mean, I'm almost 25, but love watching Disney movies, love playing board games with my friends. Like that's something that I think is really fun. And I, mm-hmm. I, I like guys who think that that's fun too. I don't really want somebody who thinks that they're like too old or too cool to watch Frozen on a Friday night. Cause that's definitely the kind of shit that we were doing in college. And I mean, even now in New York. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely think that that is something that is, is really important to me. That's, those are kind of two things that I, I see as really important. Also just like somebody who's level headed, I think is, is good for me. I think a lot of times people say like, Oh, I want somebody who's really passionate and spontaneous. And I think those have their place. But for me, I'm very anxious as a person. I get like very worked up easily. And I think it's best for me to I'm thinking most attractive people that are a little bit calmer, a little more like even keeled. I think that's good for me. I think when my anxiety is met with anxiety, it just gets like so crazy. Totally. That's kind of what comes to mind. Frozen on a Friday night is the dream. And if you think you're above that, then we're just not going to get along that well. That's how I feel. Like, especially living in New York, there's so much pressure to just like always be going out and always be drinking and always be, you know, like exploring the city. And so fun. I love going out. I love going to New York bars. I think it's really fun. I, I, you know, there's always time for that, but I think I am also a person who very much has frequent weekends where I'm like, you know what? I kind of just want to like order food with my friends and like mm-hmm. be like smoke a little and just like sit around and listen yeah. to music or like watch a Disney movie or watch stand up comedy. And then like everybody's asleep by 1am. Like I can, that's really ideal. an ideal night. Yeah. I think that's yeah, part of my cause... ideal. And you gotta, you gotta, like, if I'm going out, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, like, go, I'm gonna be, like, all in, you know, pedal to the metal, we're gonna, we're gonna hit it, and we're gonna hit it hard. But you can't be doing that all the time. I have to switch it up, and I have to do, you know, a, a, like, game nights. I fucking love game nights. I love are it. are so much fun, and you can do the game night, and then you can watch, you know, stupid movie with friends. I mean, some of my favorite nights in the city are fucking Mondays, Bachelor Monday, when oh God, we gather the Bachelor group, Mondays. and we watch the show, and we're all gossiping and eating junk, and it's incredible. Yeah, that's, I, I completely agree. That's honestly an ideal night. Calm, zen. I think New York, it's great to go out, but if you try to do everything, I, you'll burn out. I mean, that's happened to me multiple times, but I'm like, whoa, I just need to reel it in because that's just not mm-hmm. how I get my energy. Like going out is not how I, it's not where I'm most comfortable. It's not where I thrive. So I think when I do it too much, I just, it's just not me. I need to like take a step back. So I know, you know, your sort of elevator pitch is Nina, moved to the city a year and a half ago, works at LinkedIn, loves to watch Frozen on a Friday, etc. But can you tell me a story that you think is like Nina in a nutshell? Yeah, so when I think about my job, especially, so I work at LinkedIn in tech, and it's all like Excel modeling and building dashboards, and um, it's all the numbers. So I, I work in the mm-hmm. numbers. And I think that sort of has a a certain personality type that goes along with it. And I think in a lot of ways that is right for me. I don't feel comfortable in front of large groups of people. I get really bad stage fright. Like I don't think I could ever do sales, but you know, I still like connecting with people at scale. And the way that I've kind of ended up doing that is that at the end of every quarter, we have to send out emails basically saying like how we're doing, how we're pacing to our, our sales quota. And I ended up, 
getting really um getting a lot of recognition for them because they're actually like really funny and I try to make them interactive and something that somebody looks forward to reading nobody really wants to look at those numbers and one of our sales directors who lives in LA actually called me and was like hey you know I think you have a really specific voice I'd like you to talk to one of these writers that I you know work with and live near and I think that you could you could end up being really successful in comedy writing so I think that's kind of a good description of who I am as a person because I'm definitely like a numbers excel kind of like nerdy I don't really like to you know be around too many people at once I'm very introverted um on the one hand but I think I still like to connect with people and I'm I'm I really like to write so I'm, I'm trying to find ways to sort of do all three of those things at once and this is kind of how I've done it I don't know if that's a good story to explain it but that is a great story I'm so impressed that's awesome that's so cool oh thanks Way to infuse your personality into your numbers job. Very impressive. And maybe you will start comedy writing. Maybe. That, that's the dream. I mean, that's the goal. So we'll see if I can uh, get my way, make my way there. But Wow. I'm very impressed. I feel like I probably already know this, but I've completely forgotten. I want to know your first kiss story. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a good one. Um, okay, so I was in seventh grade. I was 12 years old, which is that, that's kind of young, right? Now that I think about that's it. That's extremely you know young. Okay, I'm sorry. You know what? I I'm not, didn't come here for your judgment. Um, okay, so it was on a triple date, um, obviously. And he my jaw's on the ground. Us. Yeah, I know. Um, he was a great about us. And my sister drove me and the two other girls to the movie theater. It was the Braintree AMC. The movie we saw was Vantage Point. And I think my sister had to buy us some tickets because it was PG-13 and I was 12. And Brooke was 14, so this was very, like, you know, it was a lot. Anyways, yeah, it was, like, halfway through the movie, he just put his arm around me and then right then and there, boom, first kiss. It was great. He was really sweet. We dated for a month and then he broke up. Okay, pause, 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 pause. I'm just, I'm just painting okay. a mental picture here. You're at the movie yeah. theaters. You're sitting in a row. You, the three couples decide to scatter. Like, how are we sitting? No, no, we sat in a row. We sat in a row. So it's like you, the boy that you bring, the other girl, the boy that she brings, the other girl, yeah, the so boy that she brings me. in a row. And the movie starts, and you're thinking, I've never been kissed before. Is it going to happen today? I could not even tell you what the hell happened in that movie. I don't think I could tell you what happened in it the minute after it ended, because I was just sitting there in, like, an absolute panic. Oh, my God. So he puts your arm around you. You're sitting in full view of your friends, because you're all in a row. Yeah. Duh. Do you look down the row? Are they all also making out? I can't re- Honestly, I cannot remember. They must have been. I mean, I'm sure. But I think I was so, like, focused and paranoid and, like, terrified. And then he held my hand first, very sweet. And then he put an arm around me, very sweet. And then we kissed. And then you turned your body. In the movie theater, makeouts have always really, really blown my mind. And, yeah, I've done them a handful of times, including somewhat recently. But still, it's, like, not – you, like, have to turn and there's an armrest there. Yeah, there – yep. So we were sitting, I'm trying to like really remember, I guess there was probably an armrest, right? And Mm -hmm, I can't, mm -hmm. honestly, I can still like remember it pretty clearly. His arm was around me and I was like kind of, I think like cuddled up sort of 
like against him and I, he was like the same height as me so I think my face was probably like right on his face and then I think he kind of turned I think he turned I think he kissed me on the cheek actually yes I remember he kissed me on the cheek and then I turned and looked at him and then he kissed me and it probably lasted like I don't know four seconds five seconds maybe did you see stars were you like holy I shit. saw stars it was he was oh my so sweet great first kiss I just this story is just blowing my mind for so many reasons number one because just the image of the three of you sitting in a row at the Braintree AMC watching the movie with these three boys who are all the year above you like eighth graders like wow just the status quo of this the clout is really blowing my mind that's blowing my mind and item number two that's blowing my mind is you guys were just light years ahead of 12 year old olivia and it just is so baffling to reflect on the fact that people were at the movies making out when i was like i don't even know like playing with playmobiles in my room that i think that that's like normal i don't know i i feel like middle school was a really weird time for me because and especially in sixth grade too, but even in seventh grade, like I still, I was still on the speech team. I was still doing the plays. Like I hung out with Jasmine all the time. You and I used to hang out. We went ice skating. Remember that? We did. We did. I do. I remember it. I remember becoming friends with you. So like it was yesterday. Yeah, it was so quick. And I feel like we were all really close, but I was also friends with like girls who, I, I was not the kind of girl who was like, oh, I want to kiss boys, but I was friends with those girls. So then I was like, oh, now I think I want to kiss boys. It was a weird time. Mm-hmm. I was really like mm-hmm. trying to figure out who I was as a person, you know? But yeah, I mean, middle school sucks. Middle school is the worst. Middle school is weird. Yeah, definitely weird. But it's fun to think about now because you're like, whoa. It is, yeah. <laughs> Now I can. And when you see current middle schoolers, you're like, what are you guys doing? Well, that's doing? the thing, too, is, like, that's so wild to me. I mean, I nannied for triplets for a while, and they're exactly 10 years younger than me. I think maybe a little bit more. I think they're, yeah, they're, they're 14, so they're freshmen in high school. And they are still very, like, when I look at them, I find them to still be kids. I mean, they, like, play with mm-hmm. dolls, and they have, they like boy bands, and they're, like, they're kind of young still like even when I was talking to my mom about this like they're they sort of have younger personalities and that to me feels normal for 14 given what I know now but I started dating Brendan when I was 14 and I dated him until I was almost 18 like that's him that was like an I mean we were kids when we started dating but we were adults when we broke up like that's that's me yeah that's wild and you probably had a lot of firsts with that guy too you know I did yeah I did it's that's I can't, it's weird for me to look at them and be like, you are at the age now, because I was in February of my freshman year of high school, when I met my first boyfriend who I dated for four years, like they are that age, but I don't, I don't see that happening for them. But there's also 14 year olds who are light years ahead of where I was at 14. Like, it's just, it's such a weird age because there's no norm. Well, we are almost out of time, but to wrap up, I was just hoping that you could just You know, if you were speaking to somebody who was listening to this thinking like, gosh, I want to date that girl. What would you say to them? You know, do you have like a hook or like you want to reel them in and be like, like, boys, if you're listening to this, you know, dot, 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 et cetera. What would your little like phrase be? And I know you have these things in you because you were a childhood TV star. Let us not forget. Maybe that's my hook. Um, I peaked when I was 12, and I cry really easily, especially when I see old people eating alone in any capacity. Um, But I'm also really funny, so there's that. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's great. What a great combination. I cry when I see old people eating alone in any capacity, but I'm also really funny. Um, I think that is the, the absolute perfect summation of Nina. Do you have anything else that you would like to share? No, I think that that's it. Um, I just, yeah, no, you know, I think that's it. I think talking anymore is just going to ruin this idyllic image that I've already really cultivated by telling you how I was kind of a slutty 12 year old. And also I peaked when I was on PBS. I think that's kind of, you know, that's a good, uh, a good one liner for me. All right, folks. Well, that was Nina, former PBS Kids starlet, current LinkedIn employee, and future comedy writer. Did you find her funny and sexy and cool? Do you want to maybe chat with Nina further? Well, good news, you can. If you are interested in having a phone date with one poet Nina, submit to the love pool and write here for Nina in the referral space. That's 1-800-HERE-FOR-NINA. Just kidding, there's obviously no phone number. This is an American Idol. But all you got to do is submit to the pool and write here for Nina. All right, that's all for this episode, folks. This has been Liv's Love Pool, the podcast, produced and edited by Snip Studios and hosted by me, Liv. Tune in for future episodes highlighting schmexy peeps like Nina. And don't forget, when it comes to the love pool, just dive in. <laughs>